Hello, and welcome back to another installment of Galley Stories, Stories to Bearing Sea and Beyond. I'm your host, Mark Haler. And today, uh, we have a Chief Engineer, Derek Hart, with us. How you doing today, Derek? Good. Uh, you've listened to a few of these at this point. Yeah. You kind of know yeah. where we're going. Many as I can. Many as you can. Well, yeah, up there at sea, you can't quite download them. No. You know? you're, out, you're out there, but let's start at the beginning. Where were you born? And I was born in Corvallis, Oregon. My dad's from Oregon. Mom is from Missouri. They met in Guam in the Navy. And then uh, I was a result in uh, two other brothers. <laughs> so you're a Liberty boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I didn't I didn't start. Uh, I was born in Oregon. I think I grew up. I was there until I was like seven. And then uh, my parents split and I went with my mom to Missouri. I was in Missouri until I was like 16, 15. Uh, and stuff. And then lived... Uh, I lived there in the Midwest for most of the time, and then I reconnected with my dad. And then every other year, I'd spend a year in Oregon, year year in Missouri, stuff. Until you were how old? And well, until, until I got to basically choose that I would get in trouble and get kicked out of each place. That's what ha- what would happen? I would I would spend as much time as I could in, in, until they could stand me and and my dad in Oregon, and they get sick of me and send me back to mom, and then they and then she gets sick of me and send me back to dad. And I just ba- I bounced back and forth until I was, uh, well, until, until I was 19 or something. I think I, that's when I finally moved to Oregon for good. Pretty rowdy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little rowdy. Mm-hmm. What, what brought you to our industry? Uh, well, you grew up in, in Toledo, uh, Newport area. You either become, either at one point in your life, uh, most of the, at least the, the troubled kids especially, uh, you, uh, I mean, you're going to do logging. Or are you gonna be? Or are you gonna at least do some kind of fishing? You're gonna go out on a boat one time or another. Or are you gonna go up in the woods and cut trees? And uh, I, I went eventually. I went fishing. Uh, actually, I started a, at a Cadillac dealership, working on cars and fixing cars. Uh, and then I had crab during the slow time during the winter and stuff. And uh, how did my, you how did you get that first job? My first I mean, job was <laughs> it's a Cinderella story. I worked on a boat called the Glass Slipper. <laughs> and it was probably the, one of the worst boats in Newport to work for. The guy had a reputation of not paying, and uh, I. Uh, uh, but I, I, I did I, well. So I, I was, I was, you know, I was a party kid most of the time and stuff. And so uh, keeping a steady job, I kept a steady job, but it was, it was hard. And then, uh, so, but so I got, I got, a, I got aligned with this guy to, you know, he's to do tuna fishing. He's never been out on a boat. Well, my best friend growing up uh, got a job fishing before I even started it. My brother, Daniel, fished a little bit. And uh, he went out on his very first crab trip, and the boat rolled over, and everybody died. And I said, I would never go fishing. That was you. Your brother was no, on No, 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 no. My brother was the first person in our family to actually fish, and he's younger than I am. And he was fishing at the same time. And then my best friend got a boat uh, on a boat called the Nstika. My, my best friend Jared at, at the time and uh, I was probably I think I was I think we were now I was 19 it was 19 it was 19 when it, they, they were both 19 and uh, he went out in the, in the sneak in the Stika and it rolled over and it was his first first job first real job is we were like I said we were party kids we didn't uh, and and everybody everybody died on it and I said I'd, I'd never go fishing so Jared, Jared passed yeah what was his last Ham- name Hamrick hmm. and uh Bob Edder owned the boat. His son was running the boat, and he actually he died in it too. He was, and so uh, I said I'd never go fishing. And so I started, you know, I, I started working at the dealership and you know having a land job. And then eventually it slowed down, and I some guy asked me if I wanted to go uh, uh, tuna fishing. I, I don't know what possessed me to try it, so I did. And we went out in this little. I think it was like a little thirty foot fiberglass boat and uh we went out everybody got sick we're 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 at least we're at least 100 miles offshore everybody everybody got sick and the captain the other guy everybody 35 foot boat 30 yeah yeah it was a little fiberglass boat we're we're out there tuna fishing so you know but anyway so we're jigging we're, we're throwing jigs off the side of the boat and i don't know what i'm doing i have no idea what the hell's going on they just stand back here at the very stern of the boat, and when this when this diver pops up, put it in the gurney and haul and hauling hauling the fish. Well, they all start puking, 
and laying in bed. And I'm on the back deck by myself having the time of my life. I, I you know, divers would go, I mean, the, the, they got these little, uh, uh, there's divers and there's this little, you know, when the lines come tight, they come up out of the water. Uh, I'm throwing in the gurneys and I'm stabbing tuna. So the divers. Yeah, well, it's a di- you know it's called a diver. It, it just drags drags the jig down. You know, not a person in there. No, not a person, not a person okay. diver. No, no, no. Just it's trying just, to, it's just a trying piece to of the gear. Explain yeah, for them. And they got these other uh, ones that look like kind of like they call them dildos or butt plugs and stuff. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so when the lines come tight, these come up out of the water, and you got uh, five lines off each outrigger, so you got mm-hmm. ten lines in the water at the time, and just basically doing circles and driving around until you hit some tuna. I don't know. I still, to this day, don't exactly know the science. It's the only tuna trip I ever did. <laughs> but you were having a good time. Yeah, yeah. I had a great time. I, I, I thought, you know, I thought, told myself I'd never come out here, and and I did it. It was nice and sunny, and everybody's throwing up. Sleeping. Captain's throwing up, sleeping. Everybody's rotating in bed. I'm on the back deck just bleeding fish. You know, I'm throwing in t- throwing tuna in the gurney. They're coming up over the deck and just stabbing them and throwing them in a box. And uh, I had a great time. I got paid one tuna for that trip. That was my pay. Yeah. How, long, how long was the trip? <laughs> it was, uh, okay, so first trip, uh, about, we were a day into it, the boat goes, loses all electricity. Totally black. And I'm like, what in the world? Is... And I, you know, I, I know a little bit about mechanics. I've been working at the shop and stuff, but, you know, about boat mechanics, I was, you know, I never, you know, I, and I realized that, you know, the, 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 the alternator, uh, was the only thing keeping us uh, giving a little bit of power to the boat, but the battery, some the battery banker. I don't even I don't even know what happened on the, on that boat. I can't even remember if they even had. There's no generator on the boat, so everything was uh, ran off alternator off the main, then battery bank. Well, something something went out. We came in with just running lights on and everything else black. We just turned around. I, had, I spent it was a day. It was two. It was a day and a half of daylight that we that we fished that we actually you know. The second day, that second half day, we, everything went black, and we came in, and I had to drive most of the way in because everybody else was sick as shit. <laughs> yeah. and so that was my first experience on the ocean. The captain was sick. He was sick. Yeah, yeah. He had di- He was diabetic. He was blind, blind in one eye or something. He guy was fucked up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'll go. Out. Yeah, I'll yeah, go yeah. Out yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. It's summer, you know. Whatever. So I did it, and um, we got back in. At the time, my girlfriend. Uh, her uh, like her sister's boyfriend or whatever. We all kind of lived in the same house uh, with with their parents or something. That's party a crash story. pad. No, 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 no. Actually, it was uh, the first. It was. Uh, let's see. So it, they, 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 they I lived with their parents. I had a girlfriend, and eventually I moved in with the girlfriend and uh, and, and and her her mom and dad. And she had a sister, but they also had a boyfriend that also lived there. Uh, and his name's Jeff Borden, and he he's still fishing up in Alaska. But he was working on the boat called the Last Straw at the time, and he's like, "Hey, I'm quitting tomorrow. They're gonna need somebody." So I was I showed up at the boat and said, "Hey, Jeff, quit. I'm here." <laughs> yeah. And it was a bigger boat. It was it was it's like a 75 foot boat, 78 foot boat. Doing what? It's a uh, crabbing. It was crab season at that at that point. It was. Uh, since that tuna trip, I didn't go back until. But it was it was uh, it was probably had to be the end of December. Is it still down in Newport? So yeah, still down in Newport. Yeah. So I get on the boat called the Last Straw, captain by a guy named Brett Hearn. Newport guys will know exactly who I'm the talking same, about. Uh, so I, I show up to the boat and I'm like, hey, uh, Jeff quits. He got a boat. He on a, he got a job on another boat. And I'm standing here with my bags. <laughs> I'm your. I'm it. I got the job. And so, uh, so we, we, I went crabbing, and I quit my job at the Cadillac dealership. Just then, I was like, I'm going to be a fisherman. Uh, I just a- after our first trip, I was bait. I was bait guy, kind of. And then it was uh, we went to a lot of guys that year. I went from bait guy to running the block that same year. And this is down off Oregon coast, uh, Newport. Yeah. So you're doing dungy crab. Or? Dungy crabs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a big. It was a big year. How big are those pots on the dungy boats? Uh, I, I, we had a bunch of 38s, but now they went to four. Then some of them 42s. 38 inches. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Pretty yeah. small compared to the seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, everybody's hand packing them. You're not. There's no crane lifting them up or anything like that. You're running up on a block and everything's everything's done by hand. Uh, your hand, you're you're stacking them by hand. You're stacking them six high. Just trying to hand. paint the picture for. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Everybody, everybody sees these ones on TV and they're seven by seven. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they're around 110 pounds. You know, per pot. Uh, 
so manageable. Some, a little bit of rope and some buoys and, and stuff. And how many crab will you pull up in one of those? Well, well, it, it depends. I mean, I've gotten to where you pull up blanks, you're pulling up twos, and then you're pulling up half pots where you're getting, you know, uh, 20 keepers and stuff in them. So uh, it just it just depends when you're on the crab. But I, en- I enjoy doing it. And my lifestyle at the time was running and gunning. You know, it was fishing fit in perfectly. You know, it was just make my money, get on land, get fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, were you still getting in trouble at that point, or were you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got. I think I got in more trouble as I got money. Yeah. So, um, and that's you know, I ended up. That happens to a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it did, you know, didn't didn't pay my taxes there for a while and all that stuff is. Ended up working on that boat for a couple of years. Did some hake fishing and stuff, and uh, you know it was, it was it was a lot of just you know working for a few a month, a few weeks and stuff, going out, getting partying, blowing it all, and going back to the boat, <laughs> doing it again. So rinse and repeat a couple of years, and then yeah, yeah. I was I think I was uh, yeah. I did that until I was. I started when I was nine. It was probably I was twenty, I think, when I got on the on the. Yeah, I was twenty when I got on the last straw, until I was twenty-eight. So a long time. <laughs> oh, that wasn't a couple years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was a that's a couple years. Come on. Yeah, I was. Well, I guess no, no. I was twenty-seven, but I did have an incident when I, you know, I did have a, you know, run in with the law finally when I was twenty-one, and stuff, and that kind of changed a little bit can you share what that was or uh yeah well we we were doing drugs quite quite heavily and uh we started taking stuff that didn't belong to us and uh eventually you know we got got busted and stuff and so i I, right away i quit doing that kind of stuff uh but i didn't really quit partying you know drinking gambling and stuff and then uh until i met my wife and then that we, was that would be Heather. Yeah, that would be Heather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But her her brother and me were partners in crime, and most mostly, you know, it's it's running around and partying a lot. Right. I quit doing the, you know, other than than that, uh, I quit doing illegal stuff after we got busted with the cops. I felt I, I did I didn't really no more taking shit that didn't belong time, to me. Time to grow up. Yeah, too. yeah, a little bit. But I knew her for two weeks. And I'm out crabbing on the Lady Law. Wait a minute, we the uh, last straw? Oh, the, yeah, the last straw. Okay, so the last straw's got it. You know, that's a... That's You're a, jumping away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it was, it was, it's a blur. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there ain't much, there ain't much to remember, really. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I, but, yeah, I, I did that. You know, I had that girlfriend that I lived with and stuff like that. And she, but we did, we did party and all that stuff together. And, of course, that fell, fell apart for a while. And then... Uh, it got in trouble, went to rehab, did did some things, and then, you know, of course, got out and kept doing the fisherman lifestyle, you know, uh, make a bunch of money, blow a bunch of money, buy a bunch of shit you don't need, and then uh, uh, then eventually uh, my friend, Tony, his sister, I meet her, Heather, two weeks later she calls me up as a, you know, I, the last straw, the when we get to the funny story part, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one about the last straw. But uh, I, I, you know, you, you bounce around boats when you do that. When you get high, when you get high and all that stuff, you end up bouncing around a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I dated you know, my friend's sister Heather, and two weeks later, she calls me while I'm out crabbing on the on the Lady Law and says she's pregnant. So when you say you dated. Yeah, yeah. You mean? Two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We went like, like, like. I don't know, three dates. She, Heather. Yeah. She was good on the first two dates. <laughs> uh, oh, it was the third date. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know whether to laugh if you're, or cry. If you're a Toledo boy, you're going up Thousand Line in your truck, and that's where Jaden was. <laughs> but. Yeah, so I, we're up crabbing, and there's a big storm that blew through. Uh, we're up in Astoria, and uh, we go in, and she calls me. She's pregnant and stuff, and I'm like, oh, my my head just flipped around. And you're how old at that point? Twenty. Whoa, hold on. Again, it was still a blur at that Come point. On, it's, <laughs> it's the year your yeah, son's yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so it would be two thousand. Seven. Yeah. 
Yeah, 2000. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be like, it'd be, no, it'd be in December 2000. So you were how old? Yeah, uh, 27. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, everything switched. Like, at that moment, everything changed. And I, I remember thinking, like, fuck, I got to do something different. And I remember getting a phone number from a guy, Jake Albino, works for Trident Seafoods. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was at a, I was at a, out of my rehab. He's, yeah. He's, I was out, yeah, 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 the fighter. <laughs> he's a fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was at a, I was at an, in my rehab stage and stuff where, and I was hanging out with some people, uh, Mike Rutherford, they own, they own some boats and they were on the Dungeon Cove and stuff. They, uh, out of Newport and, uh, really good people. Uh, I was at a party at their house and I meet Jake Albino. He's like, oh, I'll call this guy. It was Jim McManus's number he gave me. And everyone as, mentions Jimmy McManus. And as soon as I found out she was pregnant, I was like, I gotta, I can't be doing this run and gun in Newport yeah. bullshit anymore. I gotta, if I'm gonna be a fisherman, I gotta make this choice right now. Yeah, get legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did. And I think I called them for, I called them for a year. I think before I didn't know anybody other than Jake, which I really didn't know. I just met at that party. I didn't, uh, and it was it was like a like an after church kind of party. It wasn't like a drink and drinky party. Uh, but uh, we, yeah. So I started calling him and Sonova, and uh, eventually I got the I got the chance to to come up a year later. I think I, I worked I worked in their meal plan. I did everything I could to get their attention, uh, and it wasn't as easy as it is now. What do you mean you worked at the meal plant? So I well the, the meal plant uh, was was doing the next the next year the meal plant was doing. Uh, I stayed on the Lady Law and and, and I kept, and I kept working, you know, because I, I knew I had to make some money uh, for a little while. And then uh, the Lady Law, <coughs> or the, the the I wanted to work for Trident. I knew that, so the, the closest thing to me was the Trident plant in Newport when they had that plant in Newport. So I thought, well, I just and I knew somebody that worked there. I'll go there and I helped engineer change a bunch of stuff in the meal plant and I stuck around for a little bit and then I end up calling Sonova and be like, hey, you know. Sonova Davidson. Yeah, yeah. And and she was she gave me a chance on uh, actually she's like, Well there's a tender boat. And I'm like, All right, fine, I'll do that. I'm gonna do my best, but you know I wanna be on a I wanna be you know what I want, I wanna be fishing. And so but if that's what I gotta do, I'll do it. And I talked to Jimmy and I told him about my past and all that stuff. And all the trouble. All the trouble and yeah. stuff like that. And they gave me a chance. They did. You're like, I got a kid on the way. I yeah, got... yeah. And yeah, Sonova, they were really cool about it. And they gave me a chance. I went up on the um, Tuck Sydney first. Or, yeah, the Tuck Sydney first with Ray. And uh, with, you know, he's passed now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, yeah. just a, not, not very long ago. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. So we miss Ray. Yeah. And he was, uh, I, I couldn't tell you the other guy's names on the boat, but Matt Ch- little Matt Chester Jr., was he was leaving or something. To, and, I, they were, and, of course, working at a, at a Cadillac dealership, all that stuff, I always become the engineer on the boat, you know, down there. So on my resume for Trident, I bluffed the shit out of them. <laughs> you said you were an engineer. Yeah, I said I was an engineer. I got experience. Know what I'm doing. I said, oh. I was like, well, I know exactly where. I don't know I net. I mean, I oil. I, yeah, I could sew a little bit of net, but I'm, I'm I can't not net guy. I'm like, I gotta there's get my. A, I gotta get this job. I gotta. How am I gonna be important? God damn, I'm an engineer. I can figure there's, this out. There's a bit of a difference between a Chrysler 400 yeah. and, and, a, and a Cummins 300. Yeah, yeah. and but yeah, I was always the engineer on the boats down there, but it, 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 I didn't know how much difference there was in this yeah you know yeah. At, going, the t- at the going, time you're going from a pento yeah to a but, but, but i just i you know i bluffed the shit out of my resume for them i wanted the job really bad i really wanted to do it mm-hmm. and uh and so but so i went up to take as engineer right away <laughs> to take matt chester's spot and uh junior, junior yeah he's yeah. a good engineer yeah yeah so and i got on the tuck sydney and, and and then i'm doing it for a little bit and then uh everything's working out i'm i, I at first i'm like I'm kind of out of my element here. You're faking it well. Yeah, I'm faking it, but I'm making it, you know? And, <laughs> and I was I, I was working. It, it was working, you know? I had everybody fucking fooled. <laughs> I, I picked it up. It was a lot of late nights staying up, tracing stuff out and figuring and thinking about stuff and, you know, and, and, and figuring stuff out. But I got the concept of, of, of a lot of it, and the refrigeration part I already kind of kind of had a handle on, so it wasn't, it was just bigger than anything I've, you know, worked on before. So... On the tucks, I was there for baby. In Sandpoint, we're doing the Sandpoint thing. This is my first time seeing you know, Alaska, and it was. Uh, Did you ride up or fly up? No, I flew. I flew up that time, and then uh, and and I flew into Sandpoint. You know, little air. You know, first time on Pin Air. First time. Uh, 
experiencing the little uh you know shacks for a for a for an airport and stuff and uh i show up you know with my bags and i was thrown right in the mix and we you know we started going around uh little coves and islands taking fish from little uh little pot cotters and stuff we were doing we were delivering pot cod and i was maybe there for uh a couple weeks i think we we, we did uh, i think two deliveries out of that and then all of a sudden the Brittany needed somebody so lyle on the Brittany, I, I i jumped right from the tuck sydney to the Brittany in sandpoint met a bunch of old salts on the Brittany, you know and ten, on and, and these tender boats but uh, i can't i can't even remember i remember lyle the captain uh, Denny was a French guy or something. He was he was the engineer and stuff. And, I, and there and I just went over as, as a deckhand because they just needed somebody at the time. I think Matt came back on the Tuck Sydney and stuff, so they just kind of kept me going. And so I did a few weeks on on, on the on the Brittany, and uh, I picked Denny's brain quite a bit on stuff because uh, I knew I wanted to be an engineer. And so and then that was over. The pot cod ended. They didn't need me up there anymore. So I flew home for a little bit, and then. Um, they wanted me to go up on the wide bay and but the wide bay was here in in seattle and stuff so also uh, another tender another tender boat yeah and like i said i and this was only like a month a month i mean this is only a month long month and a half that i was doing tender and so i was like all right fine i'll go down and so i did a little bit of shipyard on the wide month bay. and a half you're just scrambling yeah it's kind of scrambling around then i end up here in seattle and heather's still pregnant still pregnant yeah yeah uh don't know her that well <laughs> but no I, I we i know i you know it was it was it was she was ended up being pregnant and i needed to get a job and a career figured out and stuff so she was really really it was better than what i was doing before you know and stuff so it was uh she was cool with it she was cool with me being gone and stuff and trying to you know provide and she understood i guess she saw that you know that what i was doing but we didn't have a lot of time to get to know each other you know got a baby coming yeah 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 so um I, I got on uh, I got I got on the wide bay and I did a little bit of mini shipyard on the wide bay and met the guys in the old yard and stuff and Leo and you know and stuff and that that, that was cool and it would like my life at that point was fast uh, you know as far as changing and, and, and jumping from boat to boat and stuff and so and then I we take the we take the wide bay up to the Bristol Bay it's time for the bay to start so you wrote it up yeah so I wrote it up for the first time and saw the inside passage and herb the captain me uh, were the only guys and i, I you know <laughs> i had experience doing wheel watch but most of it you got you got a west coast you know the rest is ocean <laughs> you know you're, you're fishing off fishing off oregon <laughs> you just you, you just don't go east and you're good <laughs> you know uh <laughs> you know you're you're fine inside passages they, yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah you're, you're, you're dodging around tugboats you're doing all kinds of stuff but i'm the only one with wheel watch experience you know some you know and uh and herb uh of course the captain had it so he uh i i got to i got to do the wheel watch during the day which is you know most of the time you know the captain says to do in the day but he he felt more comfortable you know driving where he couldn't see and then i get to you know go during the day so i saw a lot of the inside passage and it was probably i took so many photos and everything it was the most it was the beautifulest thing i've ever seen people paid thousands of dollars for that it was it was great it was great uh, and we finally, yeah, after a couple stops in Yakutat, Seward, and stuff, we uh, we made it to Bristol Bay, and I did the bay full on uh, until until we were done. You know, traveling back and forth from Nack, North Naknak, South Naknak, and over in Quijack, we took set nets and stuff. And that was, you know, that that was it, was it was what it was. We were just taking fish and then delivering fish. It wasn't um, there's was nothing too epic about it, but. I really tried my best to, you know, to get his best word is, you know, get a good word back to Sonova, back to Jimmy, something. And so when it was over, I called, uh, you know, my, and this is my son was about ready to, uh, to come out. It was, it was time. <laughs> and so, uh, so I, I called, you know, after it was over, I said, Sonova, well, I want to go on a boat. I want to get on a catcher boat. I'm done with the tender and stuff. If you find me a job, I'll, I'll come back. If not, I got to find something down here or something. I got to make, I got to make some money. And, uh, but I'm going to go home, you know, while my son's being born. And so I was home, and he was due, I think, August 5th or something like that. Were you guys getting closer now? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, me and Heather. I going to keep pulling me, back to this. Me and Heather? Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, of course, yeah, we were, because there was, a, so we started this book. We started a book of, 
since we weren't together that much that we would I would write in and I would send it to her and she would write in and we'd send it back and forth and we kept this book actual handwriting handwriting yeah yeah so we'd send it back and forth we still have the book she still we still uh, it's been a while since we brought it out and read it but we kind of quit doing it now WhatsApp kind of changed everything yeah. but uh, but we had this book that we you know we would send back and forth and we got to know each other a little bit better like that and stuff and then uh and then of course you know when I when I came back from you know being up here and stuff my mindset has changed from being party guy and all this stuff you know it's it, it's different I, I'm different and you know and then so we had a lot of great times together and then we had a some you know I don't know it, but it, but we, yeah we got to know each other quite a lot better and then but of course my son's being born she's pregnant she's emotional and all this stuff and I, and I'm I wanted to be there for it and I get a call from so he's not coming he's being stubborn and that's I know it. Yeah, he's still, he's still stubborn. He's stubborn all the way. Yeah. So it's just, I think it's uh, August 6th or something, and they've induced. Uh, they're they're going to try inducing stuff, and Snova calls me. And she's like, I got a, I got a job for you on, 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 a, on a fishing boat as an engineer. I'm like, all right, okay. When do I have to be there? She's, she's like, like when, when, when can you be ready? And I'm like, well, I'm at the hospital with the other right now waiting for my son to be born. And she's like, oh, oh, and I can hear it in her voice, like she's like, uh, and I'm, she's like backpedal. I'm like, I'll be ready when you need me. I just shut it down. I was like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll fly when you need me. And then so for a few more days, uh, this goes on where they're trying to induce and trying to get Jaden born, and uh, and then I'm also talking to Snowba. Not yet. Hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. And then she's, it finally gets down to the wire where I'm like, I got to take this job or I'm going to miss it, or I miss my son being born. I chose the job. And I flew out the 10th, and he was born when I was in the hotel in Anchorage, waiting to fly to Dutch Harbor. And I get I get the hit off another. He's you know that she had him. Well, no, she had him while I was on the plane. So I, you know she, she she that was a little bit for her. She was she's kind of we even talked about having another kid just so I could be there. <laughs> but uh, we uh, so I, I get to the I get I get to the PV the Pacific Viking, uh, and Dutch Harbor. And stuff, and then uh, Roy Olson is going to run the boat, and John Pleger, the captain of the time, he's going to go home and stuff. So I get one trip with Roy, and again I find out that I'm a little over my head, <laughs> maybe just a little, just a little. I mean, the tender boats you are different. Yeah, yeah, tender boats are different. And then when you got all the hydraulics that come with Dragon and all that stuff, and uh, there were a lot more shit going on. Uh, so I, but you know, but I, I did it. Uh, <laughs> I, Roy doesn't even know that, you know. They don't even know how much I faked it, but he probably will now. He does, <laughs> yeah. he does right now. Yeah. So, uh, uh, but I've always been mechanically inclined, so I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just determined determined to do it. Yeah. So, and then after at the end of that, when I just filled in, you know, for for this for the switch for John and Roy, they're like, well, why don't you just stay around? Why don't you be here, you know, permanently? Not as engineer at the time. Roy was still the engineer when John was running the boat. He was for that was August, of course, uh, when when it happened. And I did that B season. Two thousand seven. Uh, Two thousand eight. Eight. Yeah, and then uh, then uh, A season two thousand nine. Uh, Roy was the engineer. I was a deckhand. Um, and then at the end of that A season, Roy, on the way home after we're done, he's like, "Hey, do you want to just be the engineer? Do you? I'll be I'll be mate." You be engineer all the time. You did a great job for us when you, when you filled in. Boy, you faked him out good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Was so he, was uh, he helping you and teaching you along the he way? Was, here? Yeah. I, I learned a whole lot from what you. So what I what I learned about Alaska, or or maybe it was you know it was like this is my first time or, or tried it uh, later on. I figured out that this is most you know, a lot a lot of the you know certain boats are really really professional and they take safety and they take other things in in consideration when a lot of a lot of places don't so uh oh we're gonna get to that yeah yeah, I you, yeah i know you went to another boat yeah, later on and yeah but uh yeah later on i figured it figured it out but uh but at that time it was it was different and then everything was a lot bigger and there was more things were put together right you know so i learned the right way of doing stuff from a lot of it from roy instead of you know and i and i and, and just the way you know that engine room and and was put together and stuff in the Marco boat. The, that Marco was safe and, and, and I felt really comfortable on it. And that's where I learned to, 
to love a boat, to, you know, be proud of a boat, be, you know, be like, this is what, this is, this is mine. This is what I get to take care of. And this is, I could put, you know, I could change it for better. And I could, I could, I just, I, I really enjoyed being an engineer and being able to, you know, call this mine. Did you feel that responsibility? Yeah. Yeah. Down? Well, yeah, I felt like, you know, especially since I, since it was given to me, right. You know, pretty, pretty quick. And like I said, I was only on, I was only on the boat for a season, uh, half a season for uh, for as an engineer, and then a full a, a season uh, as a deckhand, and then all of a sudden this this engine room was given to me, and I realized right away that that doesn't happen very often, and that either I'm a really good faker or I actually had something for this, you know, and uh, and I took a lot of pride in that. I took a lot of pride, in, you know, and a lot of pride in in, in in Roy and John and stuff having, you know, and, and just the boat period that uh, that it was just. I started really, you know, uh, I, I I just took it really seriously and took it right right to heart right away. And then I was I was gonna I was I was gonna do this. I made well, yeah, of course I was you know, I I had a determination. This was my goal, you know. And then I met that goal and it, and it happened. And I wanted to, and I just kept, and I ran with it. And that was, it was great. Everything was everything was good. And 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 the home life, you know, it was was great. Whenever we got, you know, after a few years of doing it and stuff, and everything was going really, really good, you know. Uh, and then we get to where the kids start getting old, you know. Well, my wife has two kids of, from a previous relationship, so I got three boys all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the youngest is mine, of course, Jade, and. Uh, I'm, and I think the oldest at the time was four, and that's Emery, and Byron was uh, three uh, when, whenever, uh, and then Jaden was, was one, you know, so I, uh, or uh, just born, yeah, he was just born, so uh, I started missing a lot, you know, every time I come home, they'd be different people all the time, except, I, mean, I, I, you know, I was on the PV for six years straight. Everything was going really smooth, you know. I just I was the chief. Uh, eventually, in that time, uh, the boat burnt. Had a little fire mishap in the yard, and then uh, I, I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we got, you know, I, I, at that point, I loved that. I loved. I, it sucked that it happened, but I we got to change the boat. I got to do make a bunch of changes that I've been wanting to make for a long time. Uh, we put a lot of attention to the boat. Uh, and stuff so i got i got whenever that when we left that when we left that yard after the fire i was this is this is what i wanted this is my engine room i've got to change everything back, it, back to the cadillac yeah yeah and this is this is great and uh and we you know and then john retired and uh, completely and then roy olson took over and stuff and roy is one of us roy's been he was the main he was he was on deck with us and stuff like that so you know my friends running the boat and stuff and, and of course john was our friend my friend too i really like john uh and i really like working working with john and then roy was just the captain is you know so i'm the second you know other than and we have chris ivano on on the boat too which has been on the boat forever and great guy to work with uh everything's clicking along great separate home I mean, like home, home is life is good, but I'm missing, I'm missing, missing being around the kids and missing. Like I come home, my son's like totally his personality's changing every time. So I had a hard time fighting that little thing. And then we're doing eight months at the time. That's when the you know, uh, B seasons are dragging out to November first, and um, I decide that I want to make a change, maybe. And I decide to leave. Try well, we're we, you know we're we're uh, we were we, we were we were in the yard at the time, and I get an offer. And I was kind of entertaining the offer, you know. It was an offer to go offshore, an offshore boat, privately owned boat, uh, the Aleutian Challenger, kind of small, small boat. It's like it's like ninety eight feet or something. Like that. And it does nothing but offshore, you know. Uh, Meaning it doesn't bring any fish. No, on no, board. no. There's no no fish. No, there's no there's no you know refrigeration system. It's really really easy to engineer. Really easy to cheap. Uh, kind of busy while you're working, but other than that, you were I was it was the same. It was basically the same quota, same same catch, same money, everything. Uh, instead of doing it for eight months, I can get it done in four and a half. But again, you're 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 catching the fish and passing that and to a mothership at sea, passing the net off. Yeah, yeah, never yeah. Bring any fish never, on no, board. no. If you, yeah, that's that's what it is. It's uh, you're transferring a, a caught in at sea to a mothership, uh, and you never come in town. And you don't stop until the mothership's full. 
You've done it four and a half months. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, you did uh, a season was cod, so you drug out a little bit, so you could do it. You could do a three month uh, a season, b season. Uh, straight Pollock was a month, a month, a month, and you know, five work, weeks. How'd that work out for you? Money, time, excellent. Safety, not so much. It was it was probably the most scared I've been on a vessel ever. Uh, just a small. Let's, let's talk about that. Well, um, how did how did it scare you? At the time, at the at the time, the the boat was. Uh, like I said, it's 98 feet, and, and, and they did a weird uh, lengthening job on it and stuff to where the boat would, uh, on, in a following sea, would, would pick up in the stern and completely drift sideways. And then... Following sea, meaning it's pushing you. Pushing against its stern, you. yeah, yep. behind you. And Which, in normally, in a lot of boats, it's a nice ride. Uh, but once you get on that boat, and, and in some boats, when you get a you know, heavy following sea, your rudder really doesn't matter a lot of the times. So it would pick it up and turn it completely sideways to the wave and then roll us. It was a weird feeling on the boat. It, I mean, just in your, in your stomach, you know, this isn't right. This isn't, shouldn't be like this. Um, a lot of things about the boat wasn't, 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 they didn't pay attention to at the time and stuff. And I realized that, you know, there's, there's right way to do things and there's a cheap way to do things. And this, this was, this was, this is where, privately owned this is the cheap way of doing things and it doesn't matter how much time or how much money it is if i ain't home to if i ain't home to spend it with my kids or spend the money <laughs> it don't matter you got hurt on that yeah part. yeah i got hurt on that i blew my knee out on it. yeah so uh after i blew my knee out uh, when, before well, i talk about that part well before i left trident i told the bosses and everything that hey i'm gonna come back when i come back i'm gonna have my license it was, by the time I met, I met the gold with the PV, right? I had life goals. I'm going to get to become an Alaska fisherman. I'm going to do this. I did that. I set myself some new goals. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a license chief. I'm going to keep going up. You know, at this time I'm not, I'm not bluffing. I mean, I mean, well, no, I'm done bluffing at that point. Well, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you I've been got, doing it for a while. No. I've been doing it for a while. You think your way all yeah, the way yeah, through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, where's the top? Where, where's the top? Where do I want to go? And well, the sovereignty or the patriot, right? They're, they're the top. What do I gotta have? I gotta have a license to go there, right? So I left Trident, and I told I told uh, our bosses and stuff, you know, fleet Christian. management, Christian, you know, Brian, everybody is a. I'm gonna come. Back, I'm gonna give you a call, and when I do, I'm gonna have my. I'm gonna have that paper. So when I was on the Ocean Challenger and I got hurt, I'm like, I got some time off. I'm getting that paper. So I stayed here with you, and and I, I just on, I just on the I, I did I did, and I got some. Uh, I did a little bit of classes, and then eventually I tested. And uh, and I got I got I got my license and stuff, and uh, I called them right away. As soon as I knew, actually, I think I, I think I called right away. As soon as I knew, I passed. Oh, I want to talk about the injury though. How did that happen? You were because uh, it was pretty severe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I on the boat, we don't bring boat, we don't bring fish on board. So we have these big scuppers to get rid of whatever spillage we might have. Big, so those are big cutouts in the cutouts in the, in the deck. deck. Yeah, 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 where we can drain. You know, water comes on deck. Or whatever. It's all steel deck. There's no wood deck for for sloughing water or anything. It's just there's these big cutouts in about mid deck, and uh, and they're probably. It's, I think it's uh, it's like uh, probably three feet by two feet. You know, uh, three by two opening on the port and the starboard side. Uh, just open, no grating, no nothing, just just holes, and it's probably it, I think they're about eight inches deep. And they slough water, and if fish come up on board, you know they just go right out out those. Well, we went dark ship one night, and in that boat you have to if you go dark ship in order to switch over, you have to run out of the wheelhouse forward to the back of the boat to the stairwell to the engine room, and it's and we're in, we're in that's uh, the only way into the engine we're room. in the ditch. Yeah, so yeah, yes, and, and we're in the ditch, which is mean uh, the sea is coming from 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 the side of the boat, and we're rolling pretty hard. And uh, I go down to switch over, and uh, you had to. It was it was a goofy setup, a goofy setup from the beginning. You fire up the engines in the back, the switchboard's in the front of the boat. So you had to come up, you had to go out of out of out, out of the out of the house, go down in the engine room, fire up the other auxiliary, get it up. Run back to the forward of the house, back you know across the deck in this in this back weather. Upstairs, upstairs back. across the deck, back down to where the switchboard is in the forward engine room, 
and then where the main switch panel is, and then switch over. And on the way back, after uh, firing up the second auxiliary, I slipped out one of those holes. My I slipped, and my leg went out the hole to the knee, and we were rolling the same direction at the time. And I rolled up, and my leg went the other way. And it popped my ACL, MCL, and uh, tibia. I remember pressure. seeing your leg as just a big purple freaking yeah and we did this crossing the gulf so we were we were we were we were six days away from uh you know from getting to seattle we were we were heading to coming seattle home. Yeah. coming home yeah so i had to lay you know i walked around like an old man with uh with an axe handle as a cane you know with my leg completely blown out uh with no stability in my, le- in my left leg at all and uh you know we made it and Captain, it's like, ah, oh, brush it off. You just sprained your knee. You just sprained it. It's fine. <laughs> and, uh, come to find out, no, I blew the whole thing up. I'm like, I don't think it's a little more than a sprain. When I saw you, your yeah. leg was purple. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's all right. So then you, oh, or, or, yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah, yeah. I got my license and stuff. Stay up here, and I, and I made the phone call. You know, hey, um, I got my license. You know, give me a call when something comes up. And so I think I, I went back on the Aleutian Challenger for for uh we did, were doing Yellowfin Soul up in Todiac. Hey, you you told him you'd come back. I mean, I, well, yeah, I yeah I was this, I was at committed this point, to. You're the, a man of your word. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's I've never I haven't burned a bridge. You know, I've, I've been trying to even when I left Trident, I left and tried to be the most respectable. You know, I didn't want to burn this bridge. I knew where I wanted to be and stuff. Like I said, I was a sovereign dear patriot. Uh, and and then of course I've never been a person to do that. So, you know. Since I quit doing drugs, but uh, but you know it was, that was, a, yeah, long, that yeah, was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, but there, so you know even the Challenger, I'm still friends with those with those guys and stuff. I just for their sake, I hope that they would uh, do the, you know do a bunch of changes to the boat. But I had to go. I had to go, and I told them you know when I went I went back up and did some elephant soul with them and stuff. And my friend Mike Peterson was running the boat. Great dude, great great uh, great great guy to work with, and um. We did Yelf and Soul, and I told him, "Hey, you know, I'll do, uh, I'll do B season two, and then then I'm gonna, I'm putting out feelers to do something. I got my license. It's time for me to do something different." Ah, the feelers were always pointed back to the same boat you were on before, right? Yeah, 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 and that's exactly what happened. I went right back to the PV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, your your, but, wife, your wife had a lot to do with that too, right? She. Well, oh yeah, yeah. She wanted me off there. I mean, like me venting. I'd come home and vent. About you know, she probably had half of half of an idea of what I was talking about because I would just vent about you know in terms that she probably you know she tries to understand and, I, and she gets a lot gets a lot of it, but she knew right away that that was unsafe and she didn't give a shit. Uh, she's like, you got you got to do something different. You, you know? Yeah, working in the mines if you have to. But yeah, yeah. Come yeah. back home. So, in the, but at this point, Trident's bumped up their plant and they've done everything else, and then all of a sudden the guys are home. You know, I leave, and then all of a sudden the guys are doing six months instead of eight. <laughs> <laughs> it was even like the next year. And I was like, uh, well, it, it, but it, but I had a plan, and you know that I, I you know it, it happened. It worked. It all it all I, worked out. I hate to keep drawing back to uh, how your relationship with Heather has expanded over this time. But oh God! To to start, yeah. I, I want to give this a little dedication here. Yeah. To start with, uh, pregnant. To today, I mean, how did that relationship develop over time? She's, you're at sea. She's rad. Six months out of the year. I don't know. She's just super rad, and I'm super lucky. You, yeah, have you seen her? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. of course I know you have. But I mean, like, and everybody's like, everybody I show her a picture, like, how how the hell did you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. No, I'm not talking about her looks, but the, yeah, yeah. the, the attitude. No, well, no, that. that's what I mean. That's not. Ju- it's not just that. It's, I mean, when people ask me that, they're going off looks. I'm going off everything else I know behind the scenes is that you have no idea what she put up with or what, or even what the situation was. And she still has changed my life completely. And the whole thing was, you know, and then her, and then me too. I mean, we both grew up so poor. We were very poor, uh, uh homeless poor jumping around, you know, as a kid, Shit, I, I saved up to be poor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so it's all new to us, you know, this, this, family the, fam- the family thing you know and, and and we both were very determined to not do the same thing that you know that happened to us and stuff so that that really 
we bonded with that, of course, you know, and, and, and basically pushed through the first few few months, I think, with, with basically that. It was like, we're not, we're not going to be, we're not going to continue yeah. the tradition of what we went through. So, um, so I, I, and then eventually it just worked, it worked out. I think that little book thing might have helped a lot, huh? It did. I mean, I, I think that it, it did. I got to explain myself more, you know, and she got to explain herself more through writing than we did, you know, talking because we were still awkward. We would still be awkward, you know. I get home and it'd still be like, I don't really know you. <laughs> we, we've had sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so, I think that I don't know. I got super lucky. I don't. I know it's it's maybe, maybe one, she did too. One I mean, to maybe, if, maybe you both. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, bit, yeah, you know? yeah. And oh, she got definitely. She got lucky. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But no, well, it, she did it, on that third date yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, it, I think it was our determination at first was that, and then we just become best friends after that. It was, you know, our personalities, everything just worked. Have you, uh, you been scared up there about losing them, you know? Uh, about something happening at home while I'm there? No, no. no. What happened to me? It happened to you. Well, yeah, on, on the, you know, on the Lucian Challenger, of course. That's why I wanted to go. That's why I wanted to go. Um, there's been a few times where, I, but you know what gets me, that stops me from freaking out? I look around to everybody else has been up here for twice as long as I have. And if they're not freaking out, I'm not going to freak out. I'm not, I'm not going to show my, this is all good. All right. I'm just going to, I'm going to hold strong. But, uh, as long as, you know, being an engineer and stuff, I make sure my, I don't have slack tanks. I don't have anything that my downstairs is making us unsafe. And if everybody else is, you know, not freaking out, I'm not going to freak out either. But as far as specific, scary, scary times, there's times on the Illusion Challenger that I was probably the most scared. And that's why I got uh, give give the Aleutian Challenger credit and and the owner Bob. Uh, they just went through a major major overhaul. Have you seen her? Yeah, she. I got. She I, haven't, looks, I haven't been on board. I'm gonna go on board and take a look. Looks she looks amazing good. right now. Yeah, they. I think they took care she, of she a looks lot, like a lot of like the, the Arctic Ram coming out yeah. with a great oh, big yeah. body and a small little <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what about what about fun times? Fun or funny? Funny. Funny. Uh. Funny. All right. So, back to the last straw. The, the last straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Newport boat. So I'm a, I'm new to the you know really new to the fishing and thing, right? And we're doing Hake out of Charleston, Oregon, down there by Coos Bay and stuff. And it's hot. It's summer. It's you know, it's August. And uh, and I know that the captain's a little bit of a different. He's he's a, he's a different cat altogether. Just kind of a different dude. And uh, we're we're all, you know, back then you had to run, you had to run the winches all on. Uh, one guy would run the winches. You'd just jump from back and forth, and it was all hand, done by hand. And so, uh, so you're up the whole time you're towing. But it was, it was usually, you know, a day tow, and then you're back in and you're going and deliver. Well, this guy would call us up to the wheelhouse, and it's hot. He would be in his boxer shorts with his dick and balls hanging out. And you would walk up to the side of the house, you know, this old gold gold shrimper, where the, the the door is on the starboard side, and he just have it open all the time. And he would call you up, and his dick and balls would be eye level with you, <laughs> and he, he would be asking you serious questions. And his 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 twig and berries would be right here. The beans and fruits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah. Oh. I realized that you know, if you own a boat. And you run a boat, you can get away with anything you want. <laughs> and you could treat guys however you wanted. We went through a lot of people. That guy was he, he was he was kind of a dick too, in more ways really? than one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if that's funny. But I think that's the goofiest thing that I learned is like, oh shit! I would send other guys like he would call us up like, hey, what's going on? Hey, go see what Brett wants. <laughs> they would walk up and go look at his shit. I, I I was sick of looking at him. <laughs> The worst part is it took me two or three times to stop going up there. So every time, just yeah, every oh yeah, it was bad. And on that note, guys, uh, we're definitely going to be out of time here today. But um, I wanted to uh, take a second to read another letter that was written in. Um, uh, this is from uh, Lisa Woodley. It says, uh, "Hi, Mark. I found your podcast via the Salmon Sisters uh, weekly email, and I've spent the last couple of days binge listening." I've really enjoyed every single episode. My husband has been involved in the Bering Sea fisheries for many years, and I love hearing the backstory of people and boats as he's talked about them over the years. Thank you for capturing and preserving the stories of this fascinating industry and how it has changed over the years. 
and thank you for asking each guest about what folks can do to get into the fishing industry. I was especially appreciative of, Ka of Casey McManus calling out that you don't have to be on deck to be a part of the fishing family. For example, one of my daughters spent a few summers as a fish ticket clerk for Trident and Knack-Knack. She learned how, not only how to work hard, be good at what she did, and made memories and friends she'll have for her whole life. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to many more episodes, stories, and chances to learn more about the unique and amazing family that is the fishing fleets of the Bering Sea. Uh, Lisa, thank you very much for writing that in. And uh, I've had some additional correspondence with Lisa about, uh, you know, her husband uh, served for, I think, 26 years, if I'm recalling the email correctly, uh, about the possibility of interviewing uh, someone from the Coast Guard. And uh, thank you, Lisa, for that. And, and we'd probably be looking to get him on. Uh, currently, we do have, uh, have one in the bank uh, as a, as a uh, retired Coast Guard, um, but we're always willing to expand, of course. Of course, the, the entire uh, premise behind this podcast is to capture all stories of the Bering Sea and beyond in our, mari in our maritime industry. So um, thanks again for writing in. I do encourage anybody else to write in, and you can do so at mark at galleystories.net. Uh, look us up on Facebook at Galley Stories. Um, also on Twitter at Galley Stories. Do you have anything to add here, Derek? No, no. No response to her awesome well, letter. Well, I mean, no. I mean, she's she's right. You can be. This industry is huge as far as you know. In many different ways that you can contribute to it. How do you get in? I mean, if you want to get into the fishing part where I'm at, you just lie your ass off. <laughs> no, I just, uh, no. Uh, I think th I think that. Well, I mean, I think the best way that we're seeing new guys come up in is the Trident has this uh, program where they're paying, you know, where they're having a training program and stuff. And like when I did it, I, I needed experience. I needed to lie. I needed to bullshit. I needed to get there. I needed to be somebody. Uh, you don't have to do that anymore. You you can actually. Uh, I mean, for the most part, if you really want to work and it ain't, and you can handle, you know, you got to be you got to be kind of be dedicated. You can't just be like a whim whim. You don't want to do it on a whim, uh, but because the guys that are you're doing it with are dedicated. This is their life. This is this. This is where we live. That we're proud of every part of that guy, of that vessel. But if you know if you can get a, you can get along with guys and you can try it, there's a good program to to get people to, to to try people out to do to do things. And you know they've done really really well. Other than that, uh, if it's not that way, it's uh, you got to go the coast road or you know start out start out small. But you gotta you gotta try. You gotta be determined. You gotta call. You gotta work at it. You gotta work at it. That's that's all. That's... Any last words for us? Not at all. <laughs> Again, thank you guys for tuning in, and um, and look, we're looking forward to having you guys here our next episode. But also just an upcoming event um, here in here in the Seattle area at uh, Bad Jimmy's Brewing Company there on Leary Way. Um, looking to have an ALS fundraiser, actually for uh, the Pat Dwyer in, in Pat Dwyer's name. If you guys tuned into episode 11 with Sean Dwyer, we're looking at sometime in the next month and a half or so, and we'll announce the date later. But uh, having a having a fundraiser for to for for ALS. So anyway, again, uh, guys, I appreciate all of you uh, tuning in and your feedback that you've given us, and uh, and we will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Bye bye.